4: I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin,
5: And I'm David Gurra. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
7: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Hope all is well in your world, in your circle. We're back at it again, slaving away over the hot microphones here of Fox Sports Radio, and we have a plot twist that leads off the show here involving Major League Baseball, talking baseball, labor negotiations. Now, it is our obligatory malor monologue on the warring factions of baseball labor harmony. There is no harmony in baseball. The latest salvo tossed out by Rob Manford. Rob Manford, the plausibly the commissioner of Major League Baseball, who says he is no longer confident there will be a 2020 professional baseball season uh, he said this in a pre-recorded or taped if you want to call it like that uh show on the four letter out of bristol this fledgling network out of bristol connecticut on monday night they had the five commissioners that were part of the show the declaration from rod manford he said quote i'm not confident I think there's real risk, and as long as there's no dialogue, that real risk is going to continue. He said, "All right, here's the." In fact, just to prove I'm not lying and making this up, here is actually Rob Manford on what he said in his own words.
8: Well, I know the owners are 100% committed to getting baseball back on the field. Unfortunately, I can't tell you that I'm 100% certain that's going to happen. I had been hopeful that once we got to common ground on the idea that we were going to pay the players full prorated salary, that we would get some cooperation in terms of proceeding under the agreement that we negotiated with the MLBPA on March 26th. Unfortunately, over the weekend, while Tony Clark was declaring his desire to get back to work, The union's top lawyer was out telling reporters, players, and eventually getting back to owners that as soon as we issued a schedule, as they requested, they intended to file a grievance claiming they were entitled to an additional billion dollars. Obviously, that sort of bad faith tactic makes it extremely difficult to move forward in these circumstances.
6: All right, so that was Manford, uh, the same guy that the Astros cheat to steal the World Series, and now he has no clue. He is so clueless, this guy, the commissioner of baseball. Remember, less than a week ago, five days ago, Rob Manford said he was 100% confident about the season happening. Now, why the 180? Well, Manford referenced it, but the owners commiserated with each other during a conference call, and they decided – that they're going to take the union's word that the negotiations are kaput, done skis, over, whatever way you want to say it, and now they're going to focus on reaching an agreement on the safety and health protocols with the union along with the creating the uh, truncated schedule. That's according to Bob Nightingale. But there's also the report out that they are worried about litigation. And that's a big part of it. But don't bury the lead, my man. Uh, The key part of this is Rob Manford and his evolving opinion. His evolving opinion. Again, five days ago, 100% confident. Now, uh, he would not go there and said uh, he's not not so sure. Not so sure. He says he can't tell you now that he's 100% confident. So let's get into this right now and discuss the question, what do you make of these latest developments, the About Face from Rob Manfred? So I've got Toothpaste, Wizard of Oz, and Disney's Jungle Book. And we will combine these things together in a very bizarre Maller monologue. Now, A, this is a total clown show. On both sides. Now, I know there's some of the the baseball scribes, the, the, the baseball media out there who carry the water for the players are like, well, it's all on the ownership. It's all on the No, no, no. But we will start with Sprinkles the Clown, Rob Manford, who fancies himself one of the guardians of baseball, one of the protectors of baseball. I always love when these pompous a-holes talk about steward of the game. I love that. I just laugh at that. Uh, right now, the steward of baseball is sitting in his perch watching the sport smolder in a white hot tire fire that's rob manford right we have witnessed in the last couple of months during the apocalypse here as people that enjoy sports the shrewd dumbness play out in real time in real time now rob manford we mentioned this in a previous show but it bears repeating here he is a harvey harvard educated Ivy League educated Harvard guy, he's a labor lawyer. He used to be baseball's lead investigator. and it seems based on what I have witnessed here, this is an overly educated human being that was swallowed up by academia and just lacks common sense. right? I know a lot of people, I mean there's a shortage. Common sense is not common these days, but Rob Manford's a great example here. He made a fatal mistake, the commissioner of baseball, right and and he wrote a check with his big mouth, and now he's he's waffling. He's like, well, I don't know. I wrote the check with my mouth, but now I don't know if my ass can cash the check that I wrote five days prior to saying what I've now said. And nobody, every man, woman, and child I know cannot stand a broken promise. Don't like it, right? Want no part of it. Can't trust you. If, you don't, if I don't have your word, your word doesn't mean something. Get out of here. And Rob Manford, made a very public pinky promise to the fans of baseball that now he's trying to hurry up and put the toothpaste back in the tube, and that's not how it works, right? Now, I, uh, I, I remember back in the day reading uh, Marketing for Idiots, right? Marketing for Idiots. If you read that book, Marketing for Idiots, it teaches you that you never say 100%. Uh, you can't say it in advertising. cannot do it, right? When you talk about like a cleaning product, That's a big thing these days, right? People are afraid of getting the coronavirus, so they're cleaning everything. But if you market a cleaning product, you can say it kills 99.9% of germs, but you can't say it kills 100% because that leaves you a little wiggle room in court. It's kind of obvious. I think you can go down this road. If somebody sues you and says, well, you said this product would kill 100% of the germs, and uh, I got some horrible typhoid or something because of your product, uh, then you have plausible deniability to say, well, it was 99.9%. Manford went 100%, right? And the reality is he still is in control here. He is still in the driver's seat on this and can still make baseball happen. He's got the the power. Now he's apparently afraid to do that. At least today he is. Tomorrow might be a different story. But Rob Manford didn't do this. Uh, he, he didn't use the 100% or the 99.9%. He used the 100% rep. So now he's got pie in the face. And the, the second part of this, part B, while Rob Manford, he's got to eat his vegetables. and Nobody likes to eat their vegetables, right? I don't. Uh, well, the vegan that works here likes to eat his vegetables. But but Tony Clark and the union, they've also got a plate. Of, they, they wanted like a nice piece of pie and some cake and a cookie, and instead they got a plate full of broccoli and cauliflower, and that's not a fair trade. The union... While they are pointing the finger over at the owners, the union's also playing their own three-card Monty game. Uh, it's it's the blame game. It's the blame game. Everyone's trying to curry public favor here and win the hearts, minds, and souls of the few people that actually give a rat's ass about professional baseball. And I, I don't trust either group here. I certainly don't trust Rob Manford. I don't trust... Uh, Tony Clark, you got a bunch of two-faced rattlesnakes that are slithering around here that are deciding the future plans of professional baseball. And if this was like The Wizard of Oz, right? If you go down that that road, The Wizard of Oz, iconic uh, Hollywood movie, Rob Manford is the Cowardly Lion, and Tony Clark is the Scarecrow. Right, So get some courage, get some brains, get together, figure this out. These dingleberries are afraid to even meet face-to-face. God forbid they're in the same room because the boogeyman is going to get them. So instead, it's one side's lawyers sending out snarky emails to the other side's lawyers. So inevitably, the standoff has reached impasse. We're at an impasse right now. And just to illuminate how ridiculous. This is, rather than talk eye-to-eye, belly-to-belly, instead, the players who were asked, there was a report out that the the people over at the ESPN asked the union to come on and and go with a statement to Rob Manford. You know what they did? They posted something on Twitter and said, that's our statement. That's that's the reply there. They posted something on Twitter and said, all right, that's our statement. Rather, even on a television show, they wouldn't – in the safety of the boob tube, they wouldn't do this. And to think about in 19 days – this is our Tuesday show. So in 19 days from today, the sport of professional baseball was supposed to get started. Right, right around July 4th was supposed to be the start of the professional baseball season here, the, the big league season. And instead – we are still in the very early stages of a tug-of-war situation. They're playing tug-of-war is what they're doing. All right, last word on this. So the hope, and again, hope does not mean reality. Hope is not factually based. It's hope. you got hope, right? The hope is that at some point we will have an aha moment. If you want to see baseball, you'll get an aha moment. And both sides uh, realize, you'd like to think, that they cannot survive without The other side, right, that someone ought to crank up the jukebox and uh, play the song from Disney's Jungle Book, The Bare Necessities, right? Because forget about the worries and all your strife and all that. It's kind of like cooking. It's kind of like cooking. I've used the analogy before, but the players are the ingredients, the owners are the crock pot. If you have all the ingredients and you don't have a way to cook the ingredients, what good are the ingredients? They're not good at all. But at the same time, if you have a crock pot and you want to make dinner, but you don't have the ingredients, who gives a crap about your crock pot? You don't have dinner. you got to put both of them together to have a nice meal. And now the owners can get – they can certainly go out and get some replacement ingredients, get some scab players to come in there, won't taste as good. People won't like it. They'll be offended by it, but they could do that. The players are completely screwed. What, are they going to start their own professional baseball league? That doesn't seem realistic. Uh, Part of me is actually cheering for full-on Armageddon. I've I've moved a little further in this direction, the baseball version of Armageddon. And I was already going down this highway with Blake Snell and the uh, I ain't playing unless I get mine mantra, which don't forget. I'm
9: risking my life. Yeah,
6: that also. Yeah, you have a better chance of getting hit and dying in an automobile accident on the way to the ballpark than you do actually dying from the coronavirus. But that's a different conversation. So anyway, Blake Snell you know, and all these guys that defended him, uh, they will lose millions upon millions of dollars that they will never get back. The owners will also lose tons of money, but they have a better chance of recouping that money down the line. The key thing for the owners here would be the franchise values going down if there is a cross-the-board shutdown and apathy sets in. Now, the silver lining would be this, right? And why I'm getting closer to endorsing Armageddon for baseball. The silver lining, think about what it would look like after the nuclear winter. When they were to come back with their tail between their legs and say, we've got to get people to come back out and watch our product on television and watch our product in the ballpark, they would be begging people to come back, which would mean, conceivably, if this, this goes the way I'm thinking, lower ticket prices, lower concession prices. You'd also possibly get a better product on the field. You should get a better product on the field. The tighter played game of baseball. Get rid of the Ivy League weasels in the front office who've hijacked the sport with the three true outcomes dogma. Home run, walk, or strikeout. That's it. right? Shut up. Enough with your statistics. Shove them up your, your well, I can't say, but shove it where the sun don't shine and your likelihoods and your probabilities. All these statistics have outliers, uh, and that's, I can't stand it because, I, I, listen, I like the Dodgers, and I hear Dave Roberts after a bad uh, playoff performance by somebody, but the statistics said that guy should have been good, and I hear Dave Roberts say, I really liked him in that spot. Uh, these things are not linear. They have squiggly lines in them. You should not need a Venn diagram to watch or participate in a baseball game, it is absurd. It is absolutely absurd, and that's also part of it. That's a let's lower down the list. But they can't agree to it. They can't even agree to meet the people in baseball. So screw them all. I hope they all lose a ton of money. You know, we we have gone almost hundred days now. I think we're today is uh, this being our Tuesday show. We're at day ninety eight since the last professional games were played in legacy sports leagues, and we have more people listening now. Then then, so I guess we don't really need sports to do a sports radio show. Go figure. And if baseball can't get their head out of their tukus, then uh, then so be it.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do
9: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: We're back at it again. And I've got my tap dance shoes on here. We're going to do a little tap dance on the third rail, my man. Uh, The wildfire that we have talked about over the last couple weeks, this cancel culture, this disease has spread. Uh, There's a new victim here. And uh, I'm going to put my hazmat suit on and my scuba suit, and I'll kind of swim through the murky waters. But it is Oklahoma State football coach Mike Gundy. Now, Mike Gundy first came on our radar in a famous rant years ago. I'm a man. I'm 40. Come after me. That was defending his players, right? He was defending his players against some columnist in Oklahoma that had written something that he didn't like. Uh, well, Gundy now has a bullseye on his back. Again, if you didn't see this, if not, I'll give you the truncated version of events. It was a wild day. We actually have a conclusion to this story. We'll get to that in a minute. But it involves Oklahoma State star Chuba Hubbard, who led college football in rushing last year. He was an electric player to watch. Very exciting. Uh, looks like he's got a, a bright future down the line in the National Football League. Well, Chuba was bent out of shape. He tweeted that he won't be doing anything for Oklahoma State, the school where he plays football, until things change. Now, what was he upset about? All right. Uh, Oh, boy. If you have not seen this, oh, boy. Uh, That was in response to a photo of his coach, Mike Gundy, on a private family fishing trip wearing the wrong T-shirt. The wrong T-shirt. He wore the wrong shirt. Uh, and it had an OANN uh, logo on it. Now, what the hell is that? OAN is a fledgling conservative cable news channel called One American News Network. Uh, I bet you most people had to look that up. But anyway, uh, I looked it up. And, and so this le- this rose to the level, for for Chuba Hubbard, this blasphemy of wearing the wrong shirt rose to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. In woke society, that is a that is something that just cannot be allowed. You can't ha- you can't have it. So let us discuss the question. What do you make of the star player there, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, uh, who uh, making an ultimatum, right? And uh, he said, "Listen, uh, uh, it's either uh, you 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 get down and you do what I want, or no football." So what do you make of it? All right, that's uh, from from Shuba. So my observations here, you've got the dragon, the des- dessert menu, and chess. And we will combine all these things together. Number one. Number one. All right, so full disclosure. Now, I wake up, I'm a little groggy. I do. I sleep during the day. I do an overnight show, so I sleep during the day. I got a weird schedule. I don't sleep that long. So I get up and, you know, I'm always like, what am I going to talk about tonight? What's going on? You know, what's going on? I'm paranoid about that, paranoid about that. So I'm looking around and, uh, you know, I'm, I got one eye open, one eye kind of closed. And I look at my uh, my phone and I got a, I got a couple of text messages. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what's this about? Um, and then I looked on, on Twitter. I just did a, a quick glance on Twitter. And then I saw this headline and I said, My God, Sports Talk Barry has done it again. The man is Picasso. The man is Picasso. Sports Talk Barry, who we had on the podcast, the Fifth Hour podcast, a couple weeks back, and he's a a legendary Twitter troll. He does this kind of satire regularly. I said, well, this must be satire. This must be, and I'm looking, where's the little blue check mark and all that, I'm doing that whole thing. And um, sure enough, it turns out it was not Sports Talk, Barry. This is a legitimate story. This is a legitimate story. Now, it's obviously a sign of the times in our country right now. It's more insanity. Very tolerant and inclusive of, uh, of Chuba uh, to, uh, to, to make this uh, this statement. I mean, listen, I understand there's no room for dissenting opinions. And it's the, the phrase is pretty much, I will not stand for somebody who has a different opinion than, than me. Uh, period. Stop. And everyone's offended by everything, and so this is the latest hornet's nest that has been knocked down. I tried to tried to warn some people about this a few weeks back. We've talked about the, the slope that you're going down, and, well, we're down that road. We're down that road. And, and all of these things follow the same pattern, right? Someone in sports, typically these are sports people we talk about, someone in sports is triggered by something benign. All right, something benign like Drew Brees saying that he thinks you should stand for the National Anthem. Well, half the country thinks you should stand for the National Anthem. Probably more than that. It's benign comment. Uh, then people throw a temper tantrum. Uh, the Sacramento Kings broadcaster uh, says all lives matter, and he gets canceled. Um, so the way this works here, the the same pattern. The bugle is sounded. The outrage mob forms Fultron and then uh, tears down whatever the aggravated party is offended by. Even if it makes no sense, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is to tear down, right? And then you you make the the people you're upset with, if it's a person, in this case it's a person, uh, beg for forgiveness. Right? That's exactly what happened. Is you walk through these events with Chuba, uh, and you say, "All right, well, um, this is a rat a tat tat situation." So here I am sitting back, I'm eating my popcorn, watching all this go down, I'm watching the stampede from the Orwellian Thought Police, in this this case the Orwellian T-shirt Police, and in the span of just a few hours, we had a full-on Donnybrook, hotter than a dragon's fart, that was directed at the head football coach at Oklahoma State. Uh, and you had, in, in just a, about an hour, you had the Oklahoma State defensive, top defensive player, you had a member of the offensive line saying that they stand with Hubbard against head coach Mike Gundy. The floodgates of the insurgency and the rebellion then opened up and you had the president of the president of Oklahoma State. I guess his name is Burns Hargis. Boy, that he must have gotten his ass kicked in school with a name like that, right? My God. Anyway, uh so he issued a statement in support of Hubbard. Uh, and so then you had that, and it just kept going, right? And then people started piling on the dog pile tackles. More woke people were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he wore that shirt! Oh my god, I'm outraged!" Uh, keep in mind, this was again over a T-shirt for a conservative cable news channel that was so offensive, so offensive to Chuba that he uh, he said he was done essentially at Oklahoma State uh, unless. Change happened because on a private fishing trip, Mike Gundy wore the wrong shirt, and this this is this is where we're at, right? So all of that happened in in real time. I mean, you asked yourself the question, like, what are we doing here? What kind of world are we living in? Um, but I mean, it's no different than the world we were living in last week or the week before. This is something that's now become accepted to the cancel culture mob is accepted in some circles. Now the second thing here. Uh, you, you ask a question. When you see a story like this, you say, are there any grown-ups left in the world, right? Are there any grown-ups left in the world? Like Hubbard is saying that the the initial comments were like, listen, um, here's the deal. You don't have any opinion or listen to any news I do not agree with. Do you understand? Do you understand or else? I am going to send the mob at you is what I'm going to do. And the Oklahoma State story is, I I looked it up because I was like, I remember when I was in school, I learned about fascism. Um, and there it was, right there in the Oxford Dictionary, right? If you look up the the definition of fascism, in general use, extreme, authoritarian, oppressive, or intolerant views or practices, like, you know, issuing an ultimatum or you're going to punish the, the school because the football coach had the, the, the wrong bloody T-shirt on. And, of course, the odd thing about much of what's been going on here is the battle cry is always we need tolerance, right? We need a tolerance, you know, opposing views and all that while not letting anyone have opposing views. And if you look at this objectively, it is beyond embarrassing for the player involved here uh, in in Chuba Hubbard when you, when you peel back the onion and look at this and you say, well, what's going on here? I'm sure he's a nice Canadian lad and all that. But, you know, narrow-minded, uh, naive, all that stuff, razor-thin skin uh, would apply. Who the F cares what cable channel Mike Gundy watches? You know, get off your high horse. Take a step back. I don't i don't even know what this channel is, by the way. I, I read a little bit about it. That people seem to hate it. Of course, most of the people that hate it are at CNN. I think they have an agenda on that. Uh, but Hubbard decided to accept a scholarship. Let me walk you through this, okay? So Hubbard accepts a scholarship out of Canada to play in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Now, anybody with an internet connection can look up Oklahoma and say that that part of the country is a politically conservative part of the United States. So he says, fine, he wants to play in Oklahoma. Okay, fine, you play in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You then sign on the dotted line to play for a coach who wears a mullet. He wears a mullet and he works in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which generally is a tell that might or might not be a redneck. And then you are offended to find out your coach watches a conservative television channel. I mean, the guy's got business Rated. in the front, party in the back on his head. And, and you're like, I can't, you know, this is just not right. I need change. Like on the dessert menu, this is listed on the dessert menu as soft serve is what this is. I mean, really. You went to a conservative part of the country in the United States, played for a coach that has a mullet, and you're shocked? You're you're blown away by this, and there has to be change? There's no middle ground allowed. There's no middle ground. It's the movement here.
3: Come after me. I'm
9: a man.
6: Yeah. I'm 40. It's like there's no differing opinion. And if it is, you're the enemy, right? You cannot allow anyone to openly express anything that may go against your ideals That's a very scary place that uh, I feel like most of this is on social media and social media is not real. It's the matrix. I've, I've not spent as much time on there. I feel like it's not a real reflection. There's a lot of a lot of fakeness on there. And I think the studies have proven that. But the final point. here. So what happens next? Well, that early in the day was an open question because all this happened, as we said, rat-a-tat-tat. Typically, these things in general have a 24-hour lifespan. It's like whack-a-mole. Right, you knock one down, another one pops up, and then the the mob is on to their next five alarm fire. Uh, they they move on, but in this game of chess, at this point, and we know the conclusion. But at this point, uh, Hubbard had options. Right, it was his chess move, and the move uh, belonged to him. So you know you're at that spot in this little uh, this little story where Chuba Hubbard has to decide what he wants to do. So what is what is Chuba? Hubbard decided to do. Well, it's his chess move, as we said, and he's got a couple options. Door number one, you can enter the transfer protocol and attempt to play somewhere else, a little late in the game for that, find some liberal coach who watches CNN and MSNBC and go play football for him. Um, And then door number two would be to sit out. I guess you conceivably would be eligible to file paperwork, I think, to petition to enter the NFL supplemental draft and take your swing at that. Uh, That way, you could leave Oklahoma State in the dust, in in the Dust Bowl, and go play pro football. But instead, Hubbard chose door number three. Now, door number three was to stay in Stillwater because his list of demands were met. And Mike Gundy, with a hostage video, very reminiscent of Roger Goodell. We saw this a few weeks ago. But here's um, Mike, I don't know if we have the items, but Mike Gundy and Hubbard, made what sounded like a hostage video. If you listen to the audio, and you, even if you look at the photos here, I i don't know that there, this was at gunpoint, but it kind of sounded like it. And Gundy, I guess this is an apology. He, uh, he uh, seemingly apologized for liking the wrong cable news channel. In light
8: of today's tweet with the uh, T-shirt I was wearing, I, uh, I met with some players and uh, realized it's a very sensitive issue with what's going on uh, in today's society. And so we had a great meeting and uh, made aware of some things that uh, players feel like that can make our organization or our culture even better than it is here
6: at Oklahoma State. And I'm looking forward to making some changes, and it starts at the top with me, and we got good days ahead. I'll start off by first saying that I, went, thro-
0: I went about it the wrong way by tweeting. I'm not someone that you know has to you know, tweet something to make change. I should have went to him as a man and I'm, all, I'm more about action. So that was bad on my part. But from now on, we're gonna focus on bringing change, and that's
6: the most important thing. Great to be alive. I, mean, I never thought I would uh, see someone would apologize for wearing the wrong cable news channel shirt on. But uh, welcome to 2020. It's another great chapter there. Now, what's the full apology? So that was like kind of an apology. He didn't really, I don't think, use the word apology there, Gundy. Um, the audio was terrible, by the way. But we we assume, what, is he going to cut off his mullet now? Is he going to put a Joe Biden 2020 sticker on his station wagon? Are we going to get the full Drew Brees package where he issues a second apology, a written apology, and then his wife issues an apology on social media? And I would assume part of the deal here is that Hubbard will now dress Gundy every morning like he'll lay out clothes on the bed and pick out an acceptable wardrobe for Mike Gundy to wear. I think that's the other part of the apology. It's just insane. It's just—it's just again. I thought it was sports talk. Barry. I thought, well, no, this is just must be sports talk. Barry uh, doing his thing, but no, it was—it a real deal. We're not making any of this up. We had a hostage video by the end of the day. In the span of just a few hours, all of this went down.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
6: Juan Gabriel,
10: Juanes, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azucar, Harold G, La Bichota.
9: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
10: Mexico will likely have its first female president.
5: And then you have China.
1: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
5: But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to the Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Fire this. Is when Big Ben gets grilled.
6: That's it again. Everything brought to you by here. Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. Koopaloop.
0: So in a report this past weekend from Shams, he said that the uh, NBA Players Association leadership stated that it believed no fans will be permitted into games for the entire 2020-2021 season. Next season, Ben. Yeah. What do you you think the chances are of that actually happening?
6: They should be based on the information we have now. Zero. They should be zero, but I'm not going to go zero. I'll, I will hedge my bet a little bit. I'll say there's a 5% chance, 5%, right? we got a big NASCAR race coming up. They're going to have fans there soon. Uh, we've seen in other countries fans started to be welcomed back. But here's the thing. A, right now in Texas and some other states, fans are allowed. The Lone Star State, they have a 50% capacity for the rest of this year. But next year – you know the, the the numbers will dictate what happens, and, and the second part is the NBA Players Association. If you follow the science, you've got Disneyland opening up in July here. The day to day life returning with groups gathering every day gets a little bit closer here to herd immunity, and I, you know I I would be shocked if there's not at least half half attendance allowed. By next NBA season, if things remain relatively the same, if the death rate's the same and whatnot. All right, next.
0: Now, for weeks we had been hearing reports of Tom Thibodeau being uh in line to be the Knicks' next head coach. Well, now we're hearing reports from some within the organization uh that support hiring Kenny Atkinson. And then uh Mike Budenholzer, the Bucks coach, also coach, also thinks that Atkinson should get the job. Ben, who are you putting your money on?
6: All right, so when it comes to the Knicks, it's not that hard. Number one, it's very easy. The simple, It's Oxum, Occam's razor. The simplest answer is the right answer. It's Tom Thibodeau from his days as a Celtic assistant. He's the bigger name. They always go with the bigger name. Number two, there's a stigma with Kenny Atkinson if he goes to the Knicks because he's like the sloppy leftovers from the Brooklyn Nets, the other team in New York, and Atkinson got canceled by Kyrie and Durant. So why would the Knicks want to bring him in? That doesn't make a lot of sense. So I think it's it's Thibodeau by a mile. All right, next. So Blake Griffin said he loved the last dance, uh, even called it
0: basketball porn. Yeah, Got me thinking, Ben, which... <laughs> Which current young superstar in the NBA today do you think could end up being the subject of a fascinating
6: documentary? It's not my idea of basketball point where there's only one name, there's only one right answer to this quiz. Kawhi Leonard, the board man, the wild ride, supporting actor in San Antonio, then a champion. Then he sit out, he sat out the uh, almost a whole year, forced to trade to Toronto, became the king of Canada. He sued Nike over his cheese ball logo, and then he went to the people's team, the Clippers, and now he's going to win a championship in a bubble. He's going to be the boy in the bubble winning a championship. It's got to be Kawhi Leonard. There's no other acceptable answer. Uh, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? If I could fail you twice, I would. That's no. like the worst answer you've no. ever given. He's boring. Snooze Fest.
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I right, find hit the money. that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably
6: not. All right, let's play the game here. Uh, we have Blind Dave who wants to play the game. Hello, all right, uh, Blind Dave. Hello, Blind Dave. I... Blind Dave, you big. How you doing, man? How- All right, where are you? <laughs> what the hell's going on? Is there, are we like on a time warp? Where are you at, Blind Dave? Uh, let me check. Ohio now. You're in Ohio. Okay, you're on the move. You're running from the government. Uh, would you like to play Blind Dave? Damn right. All right, how many fingers am I holding up just to prove to the person listening in Sheboygan that I have. What about the
3: of, what about the groundhog in punxitani or whatever you call
6: it? Punxitani. That's right. Punxitani, and then a friend who's, who knows somebody there in Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, If they're yeah. holding
3: up the same index finger, that's all that matters.
6: Well, see, that proves you're blind. I've got two fingers. All right, hold on a sec, blind Dave in Ohio. <laughs> you were gonna play, and then you said line one, Coop. I think is uh, Eddie G. Hello, Eddie G. Hi Ben, first time. Oh, it's time. Eddie Garcia! Look, it's Eddie Garcia's gonna play the game. He's gonna play the game. How's your How's your furlough going, Eddie? That's fine. It's kind of boring. Yeah, well, you picked a good week, Eddie. It's, uh, we're We're juggling hot potatoes this week, Eddie. Every night's oh, really? a hot potato. Yeah. Oh, it's nonstop. Uh, nonstop. Boy. Good yeah. luck with that. All right. Do you want to... This will be interesting. Would you like to play, Eddie? This will be wild. Yes.
9: Why do you think I called in? you think I'm listening to this show? No, I want to play <laughs> Of the game. course not.
6: Why would anyone be awake at this hour? All right, Eddie. boy, uh, well, this is interesting. Uh, so, now how do I know this is not going to be a rigged deal, though? Wait a minute here. Am I... Uh I'm a little suspicious. All right, uh, let's go back. Uh, Blind Dave, who do you want to partner yeah, up with? Bring that stuff. I would love to play with Eddie because he's a bad man with jam. No, you can't play with Eddie. You can't, that's <laughs> no, impossible.
7: No, 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 Eddie's no, no. T- I want to go
0: against him.
7: Ben, I'm okay. ready. All right, you're going to play <laughs> right, with me. With me? I'm ready. Okay. No, no,
0: no. I'm I'm picking Brian. No, Bruto. <laughs> <laughs> Help. You realize, hey, yeah, you leave that, you, Dave. You, leave you realize Eddie is really good at this alone. game, right? I, I know I know he's, I he's, he's a, like he's like, somebody. He's We're like,
7: wasting time. He's like Pick. he's like that old is All right, I'm ready. Who
6: are
0: you
6: gonna play with? I'm gonna come through the microphone here. Do you understand? I'm gonna come through the microphone. I want the
3: bong ripper. I want the bong ripper. I want Coop. Give me all right. You and Coop. All
6: right, Eddie. Who do you want to partner up with, Eddie? Let's I'll do it, Andy. You, ben. All right, yes, Mallard and Garcia. Let's do it. We're going to yep. take down Mallard's mountain of money. Don't let me down, Garcia. We'll get to the game. We'll do it next.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Mallard Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
6: All right, we're right back to the game. Boy, this is exciting for big fans of the show here. We have a big celebrity playing the game, Eddie Garcia. You might have heard of him. He works at Fox Sports Radio, and he has called in. He's bored out of his mind on furlough this week, and he is he team- Drew, the issue of Chuba Hoover, yeah, that's the guy that's replacing you, Eddie, right there. Uh, anyway, so so Eddie is with me, and then uh, Koopaloop is with this blind guy, Blind Dave. And I guess Blind Dave gets to go first. Is that right? Yes,
0: uh, that is correct. Uh, this is the Helen Hunt edition of Mallers Mountain of Money. She turned, <laughs> that's messed up. She turned 57 on Monday.
6: <laughs> Dave's messed up. Uh,
0: these are the categories, Dave. Uh, Mad About You, Twister. As good as it gets and castaway. Uh, which one would you like to start with?
1: As good as it gets. All right, Ed, and uh, Eddie,
6: which one do you want? Uh, we'll take castaway. All right,
0: all right, Dave. Yeah, it's uh, like
6: that. It's like the penguins. Dave,
0: concentrate here. Sorry. All right. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. Uh, I need the first and last name of the athlete. We're gonna have 45 seconds. These sports stars all retired as champions. 45 seconds. Let's go. All right, uh, Denver Broncos quarterback, he now runs the team.
1: Elway, John Elway.
0: Yes. Uh, former Celtic, he has 11 championships.
1: Dan, uh, Danny Ainge?
0: No. <laughs> the Center.
1: Oh, Bill, 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 Bill Walton.
0: No, that's not the last <laughs> name. <laughs> coach uh, getting upset here. All right, uh, the coach of UCLA, he won a ton of national titles. Wizard of Westwood. Jesus Christ! Can I bring in a? Can I
3: bring in a? We gotta
6: finish this round, but you can bring somebody in. Uh, you, Jolton, no, he was a baseball player.
3: How about? How about? How, how, I mean, Jesus Christ!
6: Married <laughs> to Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you, Coop's not a religious guy, but you've got him reading out of the Bible now. So I already, I already, I already, uh, dro- I already <laughs> dropped him. All right, Coop's so upset. You're ten out of ten points there. Ten points. That's a good yeah. ten points. All right, Eddie, we've got cast away. These star athletes were traded away at their peak, and we'll put 45 seconds on the clock. All we have to do is get more than ten points. We're going to we're gonna win this. Uh, all right, let's go. We on our right, Roberto? Yes? All right. Uh, center for the Lakers with Kobe Bryant as the star. Shaquille O'Neal. All right, yes. Uh, just traded from the Red Sox to the Dodgers this offseason. He might never play for the Dodgers, though. Mookie Betts. Correct. Uh, center play with Sacramento. Got the Kings broadcaster fired a couple weeks back. Here he played with the Lakers also. Oh, Boogie Cousins. Yes, c- uh, correct. The Marcus uh, Cousins. Uh, running back the the bus. The bus. Jerome Bettis. Yes, uh, pitcher for the Astros. He played with the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and Royals. He's on the Astros right now. Crazy eyes. Oh, uh, Jack Greenkey. Yes, uh, a a player won the National League and American League MVP for the Reds and the Orioles in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a window.
0: Frank, Frank Robinson.
6: Oh, Too late. No, he uh, he said it. No, I he heard, didn't. That was way Frank, after no, the buzzer. Uh, Our, Coop, you're not gonna win.
0: No, I, we have we have a window now. Justin in Cincinnati is my new partner. Justin, you're are you there? Out of time.
6: Hey, Justin, I'm I'm are, here.
0: all right. Twister or Matt about you? Mad about you. All right. These athletes only played for one team. Uh, he has HIV.
1: Magic Johnson.
0: Number 11 for the Cardinals.
7: Uh, Yadier Molina?
0: No, no, no. The football <laughs> Cardinals.
7: Oh, Larry Fitzgerald.
0: Uh, crazy Hair for the Steelers.
7: Uh, tr- Troy Palomaro.
0: Mr. Padre.
1: Tony Gwynn. Long
0: uh, longtime safety for the Redskins.
1: Oh, go to the next one.
0: Uh, uh, Hall of Fame linebacker for the Bucks.
1: Uh Derek Brooks.
0: Yes. Uh, one of the best oh, catchers of all time of for the time. Dodgers. Cool.
6: You're out of time. You're out of time. All right. <sighs> no, he's not going to get it. terrible. Uh, all right. Well, that was a bad Good game. Uh, Eddie, we won, Eddie. You get a golden <laughs> ticket. You get a golden ticket.
4: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.